and it's the weekly rundown. Uh, you know, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna address this right off the bat here, Phil. Let's do it. Uh, you know, we call it the weekly rundown because it's sort of a, a rebirth of our original weekly radio show. Yeah, don't don't hold us to it. That's right. It's a name. It's a it's a name. It's not a lifestyle. So, uh, <laughs> because it's been a while, it's been a, a several weeks since the weekly rundown appeared, and that's okay because uh, there's a lot to talk about right now. Yeah, so, fortunately, know, right? Yeah, and you know, I think that we should. You know, there's the Olympics going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is baseball. Baseball's heating up. The Giants are still in first. I think clinging still, still clinging to first, and. Yeah. Uh, little things like this are, are happening all over the sports world. Little things like the Olympics, you know. Uh, but I think that we should focus on the NBA today. It's gonna it's gonna be a tidy and efficient episode this weekend. Yeah, it makes makes sense to pick up where we kind of left off, right? It does, and we we left off kind of uh, three quarters of the way through the playoffs, or you know something like that, two thirds of the way. Uh, and the the season is wrapped up, and the Bucks are the champions. You, you know, called the, it the Suns. Oh, yeah, you did. No, you did. Because oh, uh, I? I think I think where we last uh, uh, left off was um, I was picking the uh, Suns to um, take the series, and you were riding with the Bucks. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I. I uh, you know. Well, let's talk about that then. Let's just go. Let's just go dive right in because you know every year, and we've talked about this every year. Injuries play some role in the outcome of the season, especially in the playoffs. Inevitably, yep. And it seems like this season it happened a, a little bit. It, it was a little bit more so. And whether or not it was because of a short uh, offseason or, uh, you know, a, a uh, more crowded season schedule, more back-to-backs, you know, et cetera, et cetera, uh, I don't know. Maybe just because these stars are getting older, you know. Uh, LeBron and them, are, you know, and, and uh, KD and, and Harden, you know, everybody's in their 30s. Now, yeah, yeah, you know, I, f- I feel like I feel like there's been a lot of chatter about injuries because it's a convenient excuse to blame it on the pandemic or whatnot, or just the uh, sort of the outside factors. But I feel like there's always been injuries. Uh, that's always right. been part of the equation. Um, right, I agree. It does feel like there were more this season, but I, I it could, and of course, it's probably not like most things. It's probably not down to one thing. Right. right, you can't point the finger at a certain factor or one change or or one decision and say this is to blame. Uh, but what we did see was more, you know, more more time lost to injury at the very top of the of the star power index. Sure. Right. I mean, we saw LeBron out. We saw AD out. We saw the Brooklyn Nets. We saw uh, Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw. You know, various at various times, that type of a of a player. You know, where you know, and there have been one or two players like that that go down, like you said, every year. It just seemed like there were more uh, in the in the spotlight type of players. Right. Well, let me let me ask you this. I've got three three questions for you. Um, how does how does this define Giannis now? This mm-hmm. this championship. Where does that put him in the echelon of like the top players um, in the NBA? Um, how does Chris Paul falling short um, sort of define him, or does it, or 
you know, because he, he seemed to be um, his 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 reputation and legacy seemed to um, be recovering, right, or, or be oh, changing, totally. oh, changing. Yeah. But and then um, he had a really bad game. I can't remember which game it was, game five or game four. Um, he had some sort of wrist or hand injury, mm-hmm. but he wasn't playing well even beyond that. Right. Um, and then the last question is, um, um, what do the Clippers do? Uh, what's their next move in terms of Kawhi and, right. and how they move that franchise forward? Yeah, well, I, I'll take those backwards. I think, yeah. the, I think the Clippers believe that they have a team that can compete if it stays healthy, right? I think they still believe that. I think that Kawhi not playing was, of course, a factor. In, mm-hmm. And, you know, not to say they definitely would have won, of course, uh, you know, you just had you had Serge Ibaka uh, opt back in just the last day or two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that helps that much. Uh, it's it's uh, they, uh, for me, they still seem like they're a piece away. Mm-hmm. But I think that they believe they can do it with this core, um, basically meaning Kawhi and Paul George, right? Okay. Uh, so I don't think they're going to shake it up. I I think Kawhi's going to opt back in. Uh, stay home. Okay. Paul George already signed a contract, right? So he's locked in. Interesting. And, and I think they're going to run it back essentially. And you know they're going to they're going to mix up the role players a little bit. I think that they still have a point guard problem. Uh, if they can, if they can get in on one of these, you know, like Alonzo yeah. Ball or a yeah. Kyle Lowry, yeah. you know, Kyle Lowry's getting a little long in the tooth too, but he's kind of on the same timeline as a uh, as them. As, uh, well, the, as George yeah. and Kawhi, so uh, you know they they need they need a, a, a step up in the role playing uh, area. I think you know that undefinable sort of fit, right, and chemistry, right, uh, that they just can't find. And I think that'd be hard. It'll be hard with with those two. Well, that'll be th- that's really what it is, right? It's everything right. hinges, at least initially, on Kawhi. Yeah. Without Kawhi, then it just changes the equation, right? Of course, of yeah. course. So, yeah, but I think they'll they'll essentially run it back. I, I I hope they can find, and I'm not not that I'm pulling for them, but you know, sort of, you know, I, I I'd like to see them compete again. You know, I don't I don't like it. You know, cut short for 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 uh, injury reasons or for mm-hmm. you know I I don't know. I feel like they've gotten a bad. I, they, I feel like they. Uh, it's been it's been sort of unfair. Like the basketball gods have uh, treated them unfairly, and they haven't really had a, a real shot at it. And I hope they can take a real shot at it the next season. Yeah. Um, but and I think they they could be attractive to a couple of these free agents who might even you know take a pay cut type of thing. You know, take less money to play there type of thing. Um, Chris Paul, you know, I think even though they came up short in the playoffs and this is another big question you know will he opt in to his mm-hmm. final year uh, in phoenix mm-hmm. and try to run that back uh, i think he should but that you know who knows yeah. there's all kinds of factors but i i think that even though they didn't win i think that he did nothing but enhance his legacy this season i think yeah. that it was already intact with or without a championship as you know uh, an, uh, one of the all-time great point guards you know, pure point guard type of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think we've talked about, you know, I've never been a big fan of his and I, I can't really define why. <laughs> I just, you know, he just sort of rubbed me the wrong way and I'm not sure 
because I always respected how good of a player, you know, even back in the in the uh, well, Wake Forest I, I, days. I think we're both on the same page with that, right? Yeah, and I, it's uh, so it's fine. I think that he definitely didn't do anything to hurt his reputation. If anything, mm-hmm. it's enhanced uh, just by making the finals. And he uh, he never was the same after he came back from that uh, COVID thing, mm-hmm. right? After mm-hmm. the COVID protocol thing, he just never quite got back in the groove in the playoffs. And uh, you know. Yet another thing, you know, he, he, uh, that was a big loss for them. It was a big shakeup for them because he was, uh, you know, not only being the floor general, you know, point guard thing that he was, he was playing really well up until then, I think. Yeah, he was. I mean, he definitely put the team on his back. He was the face of that team, the heartbeat, right? And, uh, um, I think you're right. I, I, I don't think his his legacy is impacted. Um, it would be a real shame if if he didn't stay with the Suns, though. I, I think he that should be where he finishes out his career. I think that's his best chance of um, you know running it back and and maybe making a, a a good a deep run in the playoffs. I think he's really found himself uh, with that team. Just it's just the right combination of young stars. Um, you know, he's got. He's got the center there uh, with Aiton because um, that's sort of his game. Is the is is um, you know in terms of he really um, he really benefits or the team benefits when they have a big man to run off um, yeah, you know screens with him. Um, but yeah, I think um, I don't think I think his his legacy has been enhanced. I don't know if he'll ever have a better chance of of winning um, a championship. I think that window may have closed. Right. I mean, uh, it's going to uh, be real tough for them to make it back again. Like I mean, that's for any team in a year, right? The the Lakers are reloading. The Clippers, I mean, the uh, the Nets, I mean, let's be real. Uh, they obviously were hampered by injuries this postseason. I think most people see them as one of the most talented, at least trios, top three players, um, you know, in terms of the top three in the league. Um, and they obviously were impacted by injuries. Um, so, um, and then you have the Bucks, you know, and and um, a few other teams. I'm probably yeah. Well, you still yeah. have the Nuggets, you the know. Nuggets, you still yeah. have the Jazz. You still have the Sixers. Who, depending on what they do, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's going to be tough. You know, who knows what the Mavericks? You know, Luca's only going to be one season better. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Uh, it's it's got Hawks. Yeah, yeah, the Hawks. I mean, why not? Yeah, uh, and so of course it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, and this. You, when you make it to the finals, yes, you always there's always kind of a lament. You know, I mean, it's great to mm-hmm. get there, but you think, man, was that my chance, right? Yeah, you, they yeah. must. They must. So yeah, and, and you have to think too. I mean, despite how great he played, he's he's going to be yet another year older, right? Um, so yep. that window, anyway. Yep, and so yeah, I I think that if anything, his his uh, his legacy and his reputation has been enhanced because yeah. I think people were sort of leaving him for dead after that, you know, after he and Harden broke up in Houston and they traded mm-hmm. him for Westbrook, uh, you know, and he arguably has played better since then. Yeah, so, I would agree. Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, lastly, yeah, Giannis. Uh, Giannis, I think that, uh, you know, I don't know if he can, well, I, I think he's already punched his Hall of Fame ticket. Wow, really? I think so. But, you know, he was a two-time MVP already. Yeah. 
there was that there's always that danger, you know, sort of like the Steph Curry thing this mm-hmm. year where he had a season that was as good as, you know, mm-hmm. w- at least one of his MVP seasons. There's there's a, but there's already the fatigue setting in. Mm-hmm. He's so good all the time that that, you know, you kind of take it for granted. Um, you know, and the, you know, there have been knocks on his shooting and his uh, mm-hmm. his whatever. But I, I think that's ridiculous. I think that, you know, having a player that's seven feet tall and a gr- great defender, can mm-hmm. defend every position and a rim runner and, and you know, can be mm-hmm. dominant, not can be, but is dominant through large stretches of just about every game. Like always yeah. shows up to play, right? Yeah. Uh, and to, and to, to pick out something like, oh, well, he's not a great outside shooter. You know what I mean? I, come on. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. It, it looked throughout history and every great player had some issue like that, uh, you know, and we look past it. For whatever reason these days, a player like Giannis, who's so versatile, uh, it, it's it's silly to me that we knock him for, you know, I mean, we didn't, what about Shaq? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He was notoriously horrible free throw shooter. Well, what did he shoot three three pointers in his whole career? And I know it's a different type of player, yeah, and, yeah. and I understand that. But I just say I'm just saying we didn't hold that against him. Well, I think it, it's funny you bring up Shaq because when I see uh, Giannis, uh, th- that's the guy I think of. Not they're n- not to say that they're comparable in ter- terms of physique, but uh, in terms of just being physically dominant, mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's another player in the league that's quite like him. Right. And I think the fact that he does have a weakness in terms of like outside shooting. Um, I think it only enhances how dominant uh, or speaks to how dominant he truly is, is that he's not just, you know, throwing up threes, right. um, scoring that way. He's in the paint um, scoring, doing and, work, doing yeah. work. And um, yeah, you're right. It, that, it, it, it's funny too. The one, you know, one thing I, I really noticed about him when I was watching the, the, the games is, you know, whereas you have a guy like Ben Simmons who just infamously just folded in, um, you know, in his postseason um, performance, just wilted right in, in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy like um, Giannis, um, he totally uh, stepped up, right? Stepped up his game, absolutely. Yeah, um, was unafraid. I mean, he's not the greatest free throw shooter, but was completely unafraid. That never once did I ever see him and, and think that he didn't want the ball in his hands at the most, you know, critical moments, even though, uh, you know, he was getting fouled or that, you know, it, it was sort of the, the hack a shack. Uh, right. There approach. you go. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, never folded. You know, he didn't, he, he wasn't shooting, you know, he, he's not Steph Curry at the line, but, uh, never wilted, never folded in the yeah. moment. And uh, I thought I was quite impressed by that. Yeah, he wanted the. I mean, he he accept, accepted and assumed that real floor leadership role mm-hmm. that is expected of him and shined in it. You know, and he and like you said, what is he? Twenty five? I mean, twenty six. Uh, yeah, he's, he's very young. Yeah, I think he's maybe twenty six. I don't know, but relatively young. He's got a lot of years left. I mean, you already mentioned them as, you know, one of the teams, of course, that is going to, you know, potentially make another run next season, the season after. Uh, I think that winning the championship already, you know, there aren't many teams that 
especially small market type of teams that make it to the championship and then win it, period. You know, yeah. There just aren't that many. I mean, we were talking about this uh, the other day. I, I was talking to somebody about Detroit having that number one pick. And the thing about Detroit, Detroit has a rich, you know, successful NBA legacy, partly because they have three championships total. There aren't many teams that have three championships, you know, the, in the whole, out of the 30 in the NBA. And the Bucks, you know, they, it's been a while. It's been 50 years, okay, since they won one with Kareem uh, or with Lou Alcindor. But, uh, you know, it, it, j- him getting the Bucks there and winning is a huge deal for, you know, not, it's not for if you're a Lakers fan or not if you're a Celtics fan or, you know, the Spurs uh, or even the Bulls still, but it's a huge deal winning that NBA championship uh, for Milwaukee. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's a huge accomplishment, and I think that f- from here on out, and and he's just he's another one. He's going to continue to enhance his rep. You know, I don't see him mm-hmm. slowing down anytime real soon. So, uh, I, yeah, I think that it's he he's going to go down. You know, among the greatest of this era. Maybe not of all time, mm-hmm. but it's it's clear that when you look back, you know, his generation, and I, I guess I, it's going to be tough for me to try to put a bunch of other players in that uh, in that conversation that are at his level. You know, the other players that we're talking about in the NB, MVP race are all in their, you know, 30s. They're mm-hmm. all several, several years older than him. So he's he's the only one, you know, he's the one who's in his mid-20s who's doing it right now. And, and I think that that's going to, that's going to last. Yeah. I think, I think it's a good take. Um, I would agree with you. Um, he's just a unique, unique player. You know, obviously a he's a freak, right? <laughs> um, I think um, outside of LeBron, there's just no one really, no one really has that um, sort of unique physical makeup. Um, there's, you know, there's other guys that are as tall as him, um, strong as him, but he's just got a different type of package in terms of athleticism Mm -hmm. uh, and what he's able to do on court. Yep. But, um, you know, the the other one that is in that, in that window is Anthony Davis. Uh, and he just hasn't been able to do it. He has, you know, and great of a player as he is, uh, you know, uh, in, in his moments and, you know, when he has it rolling, he is one of the top players in the league. Uh, but one, he ha- can't stay healthy. But two, he hasn't shown that that hunger, that leadership. That he, he has not definitely not assumed that leadership mantle the way Giannis has. Not even close. So, well, I mean, they yeah. did win a championship in twenty twenty, right? Yes, uh, with LeBron. You know, I mean, LeBron was the leader of that team. Uh, I, 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 without you know, it, w- even that season. When LeBron was on the bench and Anthony Davis was playing, mm-hmm. they were uh, they were a losing team. You know, I see. it's just uh, again, I, I think Anthony Davis he hasn't, you know, he he's like the ultimate Robin, but he has not shown that he can be the Batman type of thing, you know, like Giannis has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, anyway, we 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 also had um, the NBA draft that just uh, yeah occurred. Yeah, and, tell, uh, tell me what you think about that. I mean, how how. It, I know this. Some it's not. Uh, it's not like the NFL draft for you. Uh, but uh, did you? How much uh, did you pay attention to? I, I paid attention. Um, I still follow the draft. Um, I would say the first three picks were went 
as predicted right. in terms no of uh, Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green, and um, uh, Evan Mobley from uh, from USC. But I think where uh, it sort of took a turn was um, when the Raptors took Scotty Barnes at number four. Mm-hmm. And the player comp that most people point to, and I, w- I, I think is pretty apt, is um, they compare Scotty Barnes to uh, Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Type player, and um, which I, you know, I, I like the concept of that, but I just don't know if I could take that guy at number four if yeah. um, if, if he's not a scorer, um, and and Barnes isn't um, that guy. Not to say he can't develop, um, I do think he has more potential there than Draymond has shown in his career. But For scoring, um, yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't ever think he's going to be your 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 number one or two option on a team, but that's all right. Yeah. My quick, and just as a side, I'll I'll let you keep going. But my quick take on that was the Raptors didn't want to take Jalen Suggs and essentially tell Kyle Lowry, you know, that we're handing him his hat. I think they didn't want to scare him away. They want him to resign. And I think if they took Jalen Suggs, uh, they might've said, you know, Kyle Lowry might've thought, Oh, uh, you know, they're, they're grooming my replacement. I mean, it's a good it's a good point, and and I think if there's any truth to it, it's kind of like, my gosh, uh, Kyle Lowry's 35. He's exactly, be- yeah. Maybe he's. I'm, I'm. I should be giving him more credit than that because he's a smarter guy than that. I think, but still, I that that was my immediate reaction. Like, wow, they didn't take. Oh, I wonder if they are thinking. Oh, well, hey, you're, we're going to hand you the keys for another three seasons or so. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I mean, no, I'm not even. It's not even a knock against Kyle Lowry, but if if that's what the way the Raptors front office is thinking they're, right, they're that's true, totally yeah. short-sighted. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And that, that's another surprise is that, um, they passed over, uh, um, Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Somebody who we talked about noticing, right. Was a top prospect. Yeah. Right. During the, during the college season. But so I, I won't run down the uh, entire top 10, but no, tell me, tell me how you think the Warriors did. Yeah. Yeah. So they, the, the Warriors picked up, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, who was in the, uh, in the uh, development league uh, right. along with Jalen green. And um, yeah, most people thought Jalen green was the better prospect, but they also thought Jonathan Kaminga was the best athlete in the draft. Yeah. Um, he's, I mean, he's, he averaged 17 or something in the, in yeah. the G league. Yeah. Yeah. And now G league has, is, is good, co- uh, good level of competition. You've got, you know, fringe NBA players on there, uh, you know, yeah. former NBA players looking to get, back into the league right. so the co- level of competition is, is 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 actually probably much better than what he would face in college uh you know on a game-to-game basis but um super young um right he's sort of he's a slasher um he's got an inconsistent outside shot so this this pick a lot of people are saying is the warriors just saying hey listen this is the best player on the board best athlete on the board we're going to take a flyer on him um, because I think the, the 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 thinking was that the Warriors needed somebody that that, that they could plug and play and get something out of like now to uh, because right. they're they're thinking of themselves as still a championship caliber team, um, but I think they couldn't resist uh, Kaminga there and it only made sense with the type of players that were still on the board. Um, they had another pick in the lottery at number fourteen. And with that pick, um, they actually picked up Moses Moody, who's a shooting guard from uh, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and a, a player I really liked. Um, you know, heading into the draft, um, Moody was actually um, a lot of mock drafts for whatever that's worth, um, or you make of that, um, 
had Moody going to the Warriors at number seven. Yeah, higher. So um, the consensus thinking was that they got a steal. Um, you know, Moody was probably a top seven to ten um, player in the draft to get him at fourteen. Um, he's 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 you know instant offense off the bench. He's not going to vie for a starting role, but they need somebody who can supplement the scoring. Uh, on the Warriors when uh, Thompson uh, Thompson's it looks like Thompson's not going to start the season off uh, playing he's mm. going to continue to rehab or at least for a few weeks into the season and a guy like Moody and you got Ubre who's likely going to walk they're not going to uh, Warriors aren't going to be able to keep him right um, this is a good pickup for them yeah. um, so it's interesting uh, Wiseman uh, a lot of people thought Wiseman was going to be dealt I thought they, was, they were going to package a deal I was almost convinced I would have wagered money on it that they were going to um, you know come up with some sort of package um, either to move up or get a you know an established star player in return but never and that's not to say it still can't happen mm-hmm. um, so but as it stands taking the picks for face value pretty good pretty good pickups for the Warriors. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they develop Kaminga if they retain him along with Wiseman yep. on the side. Um, agree. So, agree. So yeah. Yeah, th- this was a deep draft. Everybody's kept talking yes. about how this is yeah. one of the deepest drafts, and it's true. I mean, you can go down these names and see people, even into the second round, of course, but you know, there's always a surprise out of the second round. Mm-hmm. But the whole first round, is, I mean, almost everybody is some looks like somebody that could have a real you know, that's a real prospect for at least a solid role player, you know, impact type player, Yeah. you know, all the way down. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but do you, did you notice any sleepers or any, uh, any, uh, steal? We talked about the steal of already of Moses Moody. They, they think at 14, but I, I think that was about right for him. But yeah, do you, did you see anybody else? Uh, yeah, I think the, 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 uh, foreign, uh, player, um, I'll see if I don't butcher his, butcher his name, but his name's Alperin Sangoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, tall, 6'10", six, 6'11", guy. Um, played in the EuroLeague. Um, they say he is, in terms of the analytics, he's the highest rated player. Uh, whatever stock you put into that. Um, but interesting player. Um, mm-hmm. So someone to keep an eye on in terms of, I mean, this is the kind of guy that... Um, Sort of like, uh, my gosh, I'm having a brain fart. But the guy from uh, Utah, um, uh, MVP this year. Why, why can't I think of his name? From the from the Jazz, the uh, the center there. What's his name? Uh, MV- oh, Rudy Gobert. No, no, no I'm sorry. Uh, from the you're Nuggets. About, yeah, you're the, talking Nuggets, about the, the Nuggets. Jokic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of like Jokic wasn't a. Um, I don't believe he was a lottery pick. He was a second rounder, I think. Yeah, yeah. second rounder, um, but highly skilled. I think they think this guy Sengun has a chance to um, develop, maybe not quite to that level, but be um, make an impact uh, with a few years of uh, development if it goes the right way. So that that would be a guy at sixteen. I would call um, a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, I'm going. I'm going one pick down uh, for Trey Murphy from Virginia. Mm. Uh, and again, I, I'm not sure he's going to be a star player, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that he's the type of guy that could come in right away like he he's going to be the ultimate three and d type of player mm. i think he's one of the best and most ready three and d because that's what almost all these picks are let's mm-hmm. be honest you know yeah. i mean not i mean half of these picks in the first round are potential three and d type of players yeah uh and 
I think that he it, can come in and he, well, he's a, where did he go to uh, Memphis, right? Right. So, no, Virginia. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, in the draft. Oh, he, he went, went to, to Memphis. Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I, it's going to be tough. I don't know what they're going to do or, you know, how, they, how they're going to line up at, down there, but uh, I think Trey Murphy is going to be one of those guys, like a, like a, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I just lost his name on the, uh, on the Suns this year. Who was on the Heat last year? You know the the uh, just the, the prototypical three and D oh, player. Um. <laughs> I had it earlier in this yeah. in this podcast. You know Chris Paul. Anyway, uh, you know just one of those guys that it happens to pop up whenever there's a successful team. You know any team he's on is relatively successful type of thing. Is it, uh, not Otto Porter. Um, no, that's uh, for... <laughs> oh Michael Bridges. No, no. Uh, Cam Johnson? No. He just he was on the Heat last year, and they made a run to the finals. He's on the Suns this year, and he uh, made a run, they made a run to the finals. Anyway. Tim, Le- Tim Legler? It was not Tim Legler. No, okay. no. Uh, anyway. Uh, it's just, it's you know, the season's already over, and I'm already forgetting everything. <laughs> You're on name. to the next. Uh, but Dario, anyway. D- Dario, the... Not not Sarich, although I think he was an underrated pickup, and he got injured, and you know uh, that was a factor. Okay. Oh, uh, Crowder. Yeah, thank you, Jay Crowder. Yeah, and uh, that's how I picture him. You know, just just remember, Jay Crowder also was on the Hawks uh, several years ago. He's like been se- on a lot of se- squads. Se- yeah. Seven or eight years ago, the Hawks had the best record in the East. And that you know, and then they lost in the playoffs. But it was you know, it was a weird, it, you know, it was uh, it was uh, Al Horford, it was Jay Crowder, it was Jeff Teague was the point guard, it was Kyle no, Korver. Kyle, I don't think I don't think Crowder was on uh, the Hawks. It wasn't no. Uh, who, so what, he's who been with he's been, he's been with the Celts. He's been with Utah, Miami. Uh, he started off in Dallas. No oh, time. Okay. No time with the Hawks. So. Okay. All right. I'm thinking of somebody else, but. But he he was a good contributor for the Celtics. You know they went to several yeah. conference finals. You know yeah. I, it's not a coincidence. So mm-hmm. I think that Trey Murphy has the potential to be that type of a player, where he makes a positive impact uh, wherever he goes. And it's a good uh, call. Yeah, I also like and he went high. Uh, but I also like Josh Giddy, the Australian kid. He did uh, go high. That was a surprise. It was at a surprise. Six. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I I like him, and so it didn't it didn't shock me that he went that high. So yeah. Anyways, it was, it was we'll a good tracking. draft. Yeah, yeah, good draft. But before we go, we're going to wrap it up soon, but we have to quickly, let's first talk about uh, a trade that hasn't happened yet. And we mm-hmm. talked at length about Ben Simmons in the past. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to say something here because I was, I've had some time to think about this. And, you know, I live in the Portland area and people might slap me for saying this. <laughs> uh, and you might think I'm crazy, but I, I'm sort of warming up to this idea of Simmons and Lillard. Uh, uh, wait, t- t- together or no swapping? Sw- oh, okay. Uh, be- depending on what the Blazers can bring back from the Sixers, be- besides Simmons, uh, you know. And I and I again, maybe I'm crazy. They're not going to trade Simmons for CJ McCollum. Okay, right. So that. And I like it for both teams because I feel like Lillard and Embiid and then and Tobias Harris and that squad would really be a problem 
you know, for in the in the league. I think that they would have a they would they would become you know a top tier contender, maybe not a favorite. And then Simmons is what five or six years younger than Lillard. Yeah, man. And I feel like Simmons people forgot. You know that he sullied his reputation so much during this playoffs that, you know, he was first team all defense, which is one of the Blazers' biggest, you know, uh, biggest glaring weaknesses. Uh, if you give him, and then of course they they brought in Norm Powell from the Raptors, who's a great player, but he's six four. He, Norm Powell, C.J. McCollum, and uh, Dame Lillard are all the same size. You know, they're basically, you know, similar type of players, although Norm mm-hmm. Powell is a tougher defender than McCollum or or, uh, or Lillard. So you put Ben Simmons, give him the ball with McCollum and Powell. All of a sudden, you got two, you actually have two guards that can guard the backcourt. You have Simmons who can guard wings or anywhere he needs to. Uh, you've got shooting still. McCollum can still score. You know, Nurkic still at center. And I, I like that Blazers team. Man. Uh... Hide the kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go on record and say I completely disagree. Yeah. No way. That now that makes a lot of sense for the Sixers, but I don't see that working for the the, the Blazers um, on their end. Mm-hmm. I, I and I would, uh, man. You would have. You think there's been turmoil in Portland? Yeah. Uh, with you know riots and. Uh, and whatnot, I man, people would be bent out of shape if you well, trade. Well, let's for, say let's say he asked for a trade. Yeah, uh, I mean, it it changes the dynamic, of course. So bit, what do you, what are you getting back that's better well, than that? Well, it'd have to be. Well, I, I don't know, but you'd have to get some sort of package of picks because um, I don't right. know if there's anybody on the 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 Sixers that really moves the needle for me um, beyond Simmons. Beyond Simmons. Um, and I, man, yeah, that's a tough one. And, yeah, well, it's funny. I, I mean, we could stay on the topic, but I've been hearing a lot of Lillard going to the Warriors too. Uh, mm. That made no sense to me. No. Um, um, but yeah, man, that's that's a tough one. I, I that works well for the Sixers. I just don't see it. I, I, I don't and see I, that. I, for the- listen, and I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm a, a huge fan of Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. And I like that he's on the Blazers, and I like that he's Mister Trailblazer. And he, you know, if he stays, he's going to go down as maybe the best Blazer ever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I don't want. It, I'm not saying I want him to go. I'm just saying if it can, if things are ugly and things go, you know, get uglier because they're kind of ugly for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, and not that. I mean, besides the not winning in the playoffs part, they're kind of ugly off the court, you know, for the mm-hmm. first time since Lillard has been here. And they're not, again, it's, I think it's overstated. Even mm-hmm. Lillard himself is saying, I don't know what all these reports are about because, you know, we're talking, but I'm not, I'm not complaining and I'm not demanding anything and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so I, but I just feel like if you're going to, if he's going to go, you know, the Blazers and I, I feel like that's a team. It, the, the balance of that team is decent. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's an even better, maybe balanced team than with Lillard on it. Uh, and you know, again, I, I, I'm just saying, hey, if this is if, if the rug gets pulled out from under you, that not only could you do a lot worse than that, I'm saying that that is not a bad uh, route forward 
for the Blazers. Mm -hmm. And then I think Lillard is probably happy. You know, you you want to do right by him. I think. Sure. And so, the it's I think that you know there I, and because I'm looking around and there aren't a lot of similar scenarios where somebody's going to give up a player and whatever else that's going to match with the value of Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, I think I, I would still argue, I think Simmons coming to the Warriors makes more sense to me in my mind. Um, but then you, you, you have to give up Wiseman and, and what else? I mean, Wiggins. I, I would do it. If, yeah. if Draymond. I would do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there, if there, if there's a move to be made, I, I would, that I see that working on paper at least, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's an interesting thought, and uh, yeah. all right, seems seems like you've been thinking about it. Well, let's talk. Well, again, I was just I had that thought, like, hmm, if it, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. It it seems even almost plausible too. But anyway, let's talk about the trade that did happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not not a lot of these little. There are a lot of little trades that always happen, and then moving pieces here, and trying to trying to free up salary there, and yeah. and uh, set yourself up with an expiring contract. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, nobody saw Westbrook to the Lakers coming. I don't think. Yeah, give me give me give me give me uh, sixty seconds on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Remember earlier when I talked about the fatigue factor, right? Mm-hmm. Where it, there's an optics problem with Giannis being great mm-hmm. that, that, you know, or Steph Curry, like people are just so used to them being great. Yeah. I, I think that Westbrook might be the ultimate, you know, example of that. Uh, and, you know, whether or not you think he's stat padding or whatever, you know, averaging a triple double in the NBA, mm-hmm. four seasons out of the last five, uh, it, it's it's something that nobody would have ever imagined any player could ever do. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron maybe had the best chance, or you know, Magic Johnson never. You know, none of those players ever did it, even one season. It, and I, I don't think you know. It's hard to say if you if you're leading the league in assists. That's hard to say. You're stat padding. I think mm-hmm. if you're getting double digit rebounds and you're six five guard, mm-hmm. I you know. I don't, I don't understand, and I, I understand that Westbrook rubs people the wrong way uh, in a lot of, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, but I, and I understand that he hasn't been winning, you know, despite these stats, mm-hmm. uh, relatively speaking, right? I mean, he, they made it to the finals, obviously, with Durant, and they've been in the playoffs most of his years, those kind of things. But mm-hmm. I... Uh, all that being said, I know, so I think there's a there's a disservice being done to Westbrook in general. All that being said, you know, and I so I do have I have a little bit of a sentimental or you know sort of a, a soft spot for him. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not saying I'm his biggest fan, but I'm definitely not a, a big detractor of his. I respect mm-hmm. what he has accomplished, mm-hmm. and I, he doesn't rub me the wrong way that he does a lot. Of, you know, the same as he does a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that being said, I don't think he fits on the Lakers and uh, I, I, it, it's going to be tough because it, for all I know they could go on the rampage and just destroy everybody mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see their style of play uh, especially if they finally if Anthony Davis finally says Fine, yes I'll play center mm-hmm. that's what they need and yeah. if they do that 
they're still a favorite in the West, I think. And it sounds weird for me to say that I, I don't like the fit, but I still think they'll, you know, they'll be a contender to come out of the West. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it, because I think they'll be motivated too, you know, and LeBron is focused and locked in. And I think Westbrook can get there. And then you all, you know, Anthony Davis, you know, having him on the floor at any time is, is a problem for any team period. So, you know, I, it, I don't know. I don't, I haven't quite, I don't know totally what to think of it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I, I, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm still processing it. <laughs> well, I'm actually, uh, more open to the idea of it working than not, but, um, with respect to with respect to uh, Westbrook, I, I mean, I, I think what what rubs people the wrong way is, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, there's videos out there of his teammates uh, basically treating treating the basketball like it's a uh, hot potato, so he can clearing out, so he can grab a rebound. Um, the, the stat padding. There's 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 video evidence of it. Yeah, well, but, you're talking I, late in the game, late in the season type of. Thing. I mean, I I do get the point. It is hard to yeah over 82, 72 or eighty two yeah, games. Yeah. That's a different yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. And I think everybody recognizes sort of same. I I think I look at Westbrook and Chris guys like Chris Paul sort of the same thing. He's like you respect the talent, but there's just something about them that rubs you the wrong way. And it, um, you know, he's a streaky shooter. He's mm. not a knockdown. No knockdown outside shooter he's he's like Giannis, where he needs to just not shoot uh, you know it's okay yeah. it's okay yeah. do what he you're did, good at he he does some mind-boggling things in crunch time but um it will be interesting to see how it like like one if if davis goes to center like you said because that's the way it has to work right you got to have he's got to make that move to center you know right um yeah and if you're talking about crunch time you got to have anthony davis with the ball Right, that that's got to be Lakers' play, right? And I just see it, he's he's a ball dominant guy. Like he 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 needs to be a facilitator. He needs to take the ball up court. He doesn't work well without the ball in his hand. And I see LeBron James as something a similar player, except you know he he James more often than not makes the right decisions uh, with the ball. You want the ball in his hands. Right. Um, so right, like last season, they tried to do that with Dennis Schroeder, right? And through through LeBron's career, you know, right. he's had Kyrie on his team too, and he's had mm-hmm. you know Dwayne, you know, various point guards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It, with him on the team, it's it seems like well, why you know that the right decision would be to let LeBron have the ball, mm-hmm. even though he's a forward, you know, wing, whatever you want to call him. Don't, why are you trying to force Dennis Schroeder to be the point guard on the team that should you know? The ball yeah. should be in LeBron's hands. And with Westbrook, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think Westbrook is a better p- initial play starting point guard than Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Anyways, sorry. Well, no, he's, I mean, I mean, he's, one of his strengths is taking the ball and, um, you know, it, taking it to the paint and oh, yeah. scoring inside. That's one of his strengths uh, for sure. I don't know, this would be interesting. Um, it, it, it it's one of those things where he's a big name and you think if you put all the pieces together, it'll just somehow work out. But he's kind of a polarizing player. He's, 
um, his games. But you know what? We all thought that about uh, James Harden and uh, yeah, and Durant. And uh, guess what? It it seemed like it worked. Right? It, yeah, yeah. Outside of barring you know the injuries, uh, most people it looked like they were going to make a deep run. Um, yeah, but yep. But, and I think with LeBron on the team. You know, he's Westbrook's not going to be the alpha dog. He's, you know, I feel like he respects LeBron enough that he will at least try some of the time, you know, to 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 play a certain type of role that he hasn't had to in the past, right? And so, I, you know, at one, you say you mentioned going to the paint, you know, getting downhill, whatever you want to call it. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to have so much space to do that. You're going to have Anthony Davis. They they need shooting still, but. He's going to have space to do that even without adding a perimeter shooter because Anthony Davis is has a certain type of gravitational pull, and so does so does yeah. LeBron. And so, you know, and that'll that'll free up also Anthony Davis to to hit little you know shoulder, uh, you know, float jumpers, and mm-hmm. you know, I I I I think you're right. If they run a you know some kind of a motion, you know, so doing just just those three guys, and add one or two shooters that of any caliber, you know, that's enough. It's enough to make a real deep run. I think so. I yeah. think so. So, well, we'll uh, it'll be interesting to watch. You know, just yeah. another intriguing storyline for uh, next season. Yeah, well, listen, what, let's, uh, we need to wrap it up. So, but, but here's what I know is uh, the way things are going these days, uh, we might be able to call it a weekly rundown this time because you know that something big is going to happen this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, free agency starts uh, sometime this week, right? And so uh, there's going to be more to talk about in the NBA. And hey, who knows? Maybe we'll venture outside of the association and, and talk about the wider world of sports for <laughs> a little bit. Good idea. All right, man. All well, right, man. Hey, good to be back at it. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, I hope. And, uh, you know, uh, fingers crossed in the Portland area that uh, Lillard stays happy. Yeah, watch your back. (laughs) All right. All right, man. All right. Take it easy.